0: Welcome back to high key book club. Oh, no, 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 no. no! I can't start. I can't start because I don't know what episode this is. Uh, officially episode 29, but it's like episode 30, right? Yeah, total. Oh, no. How I did know. We, I know. How are we going to fix this?
1: We're not. It's <gasps> chill. Oh. It's high key book club number
0: 29. Well, welcome back to high key book club and we are live in the high key studio in Austin, Texas. It's hot y'all <laughs> are yeah. you hot yeah yeah how are you doing zeleni
1: i'm good
0: you just good <laughs> that's good
1: I was just, i'm a little tired this weekend we stayed up later than usual
0: and do you want to tell them why we stayed up oh, later than usual
1: we went to see Kesha and macklemore <gasps> oh I'm round
0: the clock gonna party on stop
1: Cameron had never heard of TikTok before, like, a week ago. Right. Just so y'all know.
0: But it's actually, I mean, it was just, I didn't know that was that song. I definitely, I was familiar with the, whoa, 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 Hmm. whoa, whoa.
1: whoa, whoa." Not sure. I'm not sure. Not convinced. Nope. But um, we heard her perform that song. It was great. It was her encore. And Macklemore really won me over with his performance. I was ready to leave you know during macklemore's set that was after kesha but he he pulled me in with his like he talked a lot between songs and like said cool stuff or did like fun activities right (laughs) compared to other concerts i've been to
0: yeah i don't want to give the wrong impression of he just was talking the whole time in between songs but he was it was
1: like interesting
0: for sure. He was sharing really great stories.
1: Yeah. Stories personalized to Austin, like stuff he experienced in the city, which always makes like wh- what city you're in feel special, I think. Yeah. So that was like a nice touch.
0: And it was so cool how he was pulling in these stories of his daughter. Yeah. Um, I guess that he's from Seattle and he was talking about his daughter being there in Seattle and how she's more gangster than him, right. even though she's like three years old.
1: It made me sad to think about, like, how he's working right now. Yeah, like, I, I, I I never think about that, really, but...
0: The traveling dad.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> dang, he probably doesn't want to be home with his kids. It's true.
0: Know? Hey, the rapper life is real, and, you know, <laughs> I've, I've thought about being a rapper myself. Oh, my
1: God, Gary. But
0: it's demanding. <laughs> well, so, so demanding. Is, so
1: is any singer life, which I, I guess know. we'll see in this movie, actually. Mm-hmm. In what? La Land. Wha- <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> what movie are we doing? <laughs> La La Land. So, welcome to Hacky Book Club. If you don't know who we are, we're a podcast that's kind of like a book club, but for movies and TV. Uh, the first part is a non-spoiler review type of section. And the second part is when we'll talk deeply about the movie and the spoilers in it.
0: So deeply
1: yep that we know that that's
0: what you came here for
1: yep and I'm Zeleni
0: I'm Cameron thanks so much for tuning in Uh, we give give whatever it is that we're talking about a grade at the end so you want to stick around for that and we also have some channels that you can reach out to us through on Twitter and Instagram we also have a Facebook page it's uh, (laughs) a little inactive yeah because that's uh,
1: Cameron's job
0: oh hey (laughs) you know I've had a busy summer relaxing by the pool so
1: (laughs) (laughs) you haven't been to the pool once this summer
0: So exposed, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I guess you're right.
1: You haven't, right?
0: No, it's true. I've been pretty pretty low key.
1: We need to go. I agree. We need to go to Barton.
0: Yeah, we really should. But it's cold. That's kind of the point when it's 100 degrees outside. I
1: know, I know. But it's It's just so
0: cheap. Like, why? We have no excuse.
1: It is. And it's also the only place I can only swim in natural waters with my bleached hair.
0: Like, honestly, the only reason I wouldn't want to go is because the parking is insane, it's just always crowded all the time.
1: We can take an Uber. I mean, a lift. Yeah. That's <laughs> fun. <Not spawn. I, laughs> a ride share.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we definitely could take a ride share there. I would love to share that ride <laughs> share with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's what we do. Um, and you might want to stick around because we could have a shout out at the end. So yeah. That, and it
1: could be you. That's but right.
0: We Usually sh- we have no clue who that is. But hey ahead of time but right. we come up with it on the spot but yeah
1: if we have any suggestions this is our final movie for movie musical month
0: mm-hmm. we have a couple it's sad
1: plans coming up
0: i'm so sad i'm crying inside it'll
1: be fine i don't
0: want musicals we have, to go away
1: we have really exciting things coming up we have robust drag race <gasps> season 10 coming up and a very special video that is gonna be real fun as yeah. it's, it's a surprise oh
0: that's cool and that's, so that's gonna be like our like july 4th episode kind of, yeah. sort of so that would be cool it's like I a mean, little
1: it's very fitting because of how political the season has gone but mm-hmm. we'll we'll definitely be covering all of that in the in the episode of that and then well we really want to do an incredibles and incredibles 2 one soon since that's in theaters and it's been like 15 years or whatever, uh, so it's it's interesting.
0: Incredible.
1: I kind of wanted to pose if I can get Cameron to sit down and watch. If y'all have heard of that show, it's really good. I and ha-
0: yeah, I did not hear about it.
1: Yeah, so but if you have any more suggestions, you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Heike Book Club and or at Heike Book Club at gmail.com
0: Awesome. By email yeah and we'll get a notification reply back it'll be good times
1: yep anyways let's get into our last movie our only very modern one that we've done
0: <laughs> it was a point of contention here at high key studios because <laughs> i was fighting hard for hairspray to he be was. our next musical
1: which i do want to do in the future i love hairspray is it wasn't about that it just happened that we did Enchanted, which is a 2007 movie and hairspray from the exact same year. It has James Marsden in it. You know, it's like, it's a lot of similar stuff. And I thought we, we hadn't done one that was like in the past few years. So I thought La La Land would be better, even though I was less excited for La La Land because (laughs) I already love hairspray, but I hadn't seen La La Land before. And I'm not a big fan. Well, what's fan. your first impression? It's good. It's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not a huge fan of Ryan Gossing and Emma Stone. I don't hate them, but... You I don't, don't stand know. them? I definitely don't. They're more like... I don't know. Oh. Like, I'll, I'll see their movies, not for them, but for the movie, you know?
0: That's so interesting because I definitely think these are two stars that drive movies. They are... They, they are big a-list names and that was something i was thinking about when i was reading those credits i go wow that's just like and this movie gets into it uh definitely it's all about or you know definitely the protagonist well, is trying yeah. to become a uh movie actress don't spoil a successful it. one well i'm not i'm trying not to but <laughs> but i mean that's just the general plot it's not right. too much of a spoiler and. I was thinking, though, about... There's there's this level of meta yeah, about it. Yeah,
1: I was thinking that, too. Yeah. But no need to say the M word. <laughs> Just kidding. Cool. But, yeah. Well,
0: so that that's what was interesting about all of this because I think that whereas Eleni loves Hairspray, I, I only kind of like it, but I love La La Land, and she only kind of likes it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we kind of
0: flipped the poles there. But it was cool to... Bring in a movie that Delaney was less familiar with. And uh I'm glad that she took a chance on it. So thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just so it was just so Oscar or it was in, in its award season. I guess it was 2017 award season. It got like so many awards. And to me, it really put me off because it felt like just L.A. patting itself on the back real hard. You know, it was like without using like a sexual reference, like you know what i mean
0: <laughs> i mean
1: like yeah, it was so, a little of that so
0: i wonder i don't know <laughs> if you uh, had realized this yet I, I took a friend to point this out to me but la la land like do, did you think about where the law came from yes la yeah that went went way over my head initially and then my mind was blown when my friend pointed that out i was like
1: oh
0: (laughs) (laughs) so sorry that moment couldn't happen on air but so that's kind of cool (laughs) sorry (laughs) but
1: i mean it just it just screams la la love letter to la it really is and they gave it all the awards so i was like okay calm down it's just like all the people that live in la giving themselves a big award for living there and you know it, it was just it felt like ugh there was other good movies I liked that year and it was just so like sweeping everything and mm-hmm. it but it put me off just because it felt like
0: I can understand that yeah it had the opposite effect for me it <laughs> like pulled me in and attracted me in and I wanted to wanted to learn more so the first time i saw this movie was on valentine's day in 2017 and i think that that was like right before the oscars Mm. Uh, so they hadn't happened yet but it's like i wanted to see that movie so i knew i I had seen moonlight already Mm. so I haven't seen that either. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, uh, hey, Moonlight's an incredible movie. We definitely should watch it. Certainly topical for being Pride Month in June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah we, we definitely should, should watch Moonlight. Uh, I would love to book club that. Yeah. Uh, so th- I, it, this was actually a cool uh, Oscars for me because I felt like I actually had saw two of the most uh, reveled movies mm-hmm. of the
1: year. I think I only saw Hidden Figures.
0: <laughs> I really want to see Hidden Figures still. It's and so good. Said. Yeah. That's
1: a good one to book up too. For
0: sure. I what well, um I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but one of my favorite movie genres, it's really probably probably my favorite, is uh, when real historical events are portrayed on in yeah. cinematically no
1: you would love hidden figures because of that it's very right. like historical and period piece you know like yeah.
0: and I'm all about 50s 60s 70s historical and pieces Houston oh what Wait. well
1: that's where NASA or, is right yeah in
0: Florida but oh yeah. maybe they're in Florida no I no no NASA is it. in Houston don't get that. me wrong but
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't remember which NASA they don't call it
0: Space City because we're space cadets <laughs>
1: I didn't know if it was... I don't know if it was that NASA they were at. I don't know how many NASAs there were.
0: (laughs) It's just that the launching dock is in Florida.
1: Oh, then they were probably there. Ah. I don't know. Whatever. But you would still like it. It's very, like... 60s yeah Yeah. i think so okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah i would
0: i would really look forward to it so we have this is our review section and we keep it in pretty casual right now but we could get a little bit deeper into some of the information do you have anything to share about this movie that you found in your research eleni
1: i mean yeah it was actually well so some people might know might not damien chazelle chazelle he's the writer director of La La Land, but also of Whiplash, which was in twenty fourteen. So I think twenty fifteen Oscars was when Whiplash won some. Mm-hmm. And but
0: little did we know he was actually in the process of writing La La. Yeah, La
1: Land. like he had already written it. He wrote it in twenty ten. Oh wow. Yeah. And but no studios picked it up hmm. because I guess it was too kind of risky. And but once he made Whiplash, which it was a lot less risky, he earned the respect to be able to make La, La Land.
0: Okay, so this is really interesting, and it's a bit of information I did not know. Mm-hmm. It was written in 2010, he pitched it, and it wasn't accepted. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think about what was the state of musicals at that time. And I, you know, I'm just kind of hypothesizing here, thinking, if I remember right, uh, Hamilton came out in 2015. Uh. And... It's very possible that because of the profound popularity of Hamilton mm. and this rejuvenation, re- reinterest in musicals um, and musical theater, that perhaps that helped bring more producers on board to say, you know what, let's give it a let's give it a chance and put two big stars as the leads and right. see where it goes.
1: That's a good theory. I hadn't thought about it. I mean,
0: musicals are really in right now. I think.
1: Yeah. Are and
0: they? Well, I want to. I don't want to say that they're like really in uh, more than like. I think that there is uh, a, like an appreciation for the form, like the format of it, mm-hmm. and how there was such a dry spell of it for a good chunk of time. Like I would say, Chicago. I think, I guess around two thousand three ish, two thousand one, two thousand three. That was sort of the last like oscar musical that we oh. had. And so there was kind of a long dry spell. I think that, I mean, there were a lot of different things going on, but definitely animations probably were starting to take a lot of precedent when it came to what was getting produced and wanted when, when to be popular. And so it's cool that they were able to use they they were able to find this movie and bring it back and um, uh, try to use it to springboard musicals back into the movie theaters. And right now, what's definitely popular with musicals is, is the TV musical. I don't know if you know much about it. I only know about it from the like, so my mom has a television back at our apartment. And so occasionally I'll see the commercials for these live musicals.
1: Oh, um, like the, the live musicals. The live, like Wizard of Oz. Or,
0: yeah. I yeah. mean, The, the Wiz.
1: The Wiz. The Wiz. And they did Grease. They did.
0: Gr- they did like every. They did Hairspray.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: They've done like <laughs> so many musicals. Like I think the one of the first ones was Sound of Music, and I remember mm-hmm. like that got so much backlash because of the casting of uh, her, what is her name? Um, I've never seen that. Uh, Underwood, Carrie Underwood. Oh. Yeah, they cast Carrie Underwood in the lead. And so there was just like some backlash, I remember, about that. Uh, but I've I, I read a number of articles about the you know, reasons why they're doing it and how successful they've been. And the reality is just that uh, on the whole, critics haven't seen them being very successful in terms of their execution. But 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 yet the t- uh, networks are still putting money into it and effort to making them happen. And I just think that it's a... I don't know. Interesting thing to think about in terms of how producers think about musicals as content. Yeah. I think it's,
1: it's a huge risk and that's what his main problem was with La La Land, especially Mm. since he's trying to be old timey about it. Yeah. But yeah, I found it interesting that it's a musical that sweeped at awards when that's pretty rare now. It's a good point to see, you
0: know, and so this thinking about this movie, without giving anything away like would you call it a musical yes i guess so definitely I, When i remember the first time it was described to me it was described to me as a real life musical
1: right well he said he wanted it to be like some like the over-the-topness of musicals but very much grounded in reality mm-hmm. which i think is what makes it an award movie and we'll get into that in a second because mm-hmm. i'm upset about
0: it oh <laughs> I mean, I personally found it pretty effective on the whole, for the most part, where they did, in my opinion, they did a good job of retaining the elements of the, the, the key elements of musicals in the tradition of it, but contemporizing it enough to make it feel as authentic as possible to the, the characters on the screen and, mm-hmm. not, and not a show but but more of a, a real story that's being acted out through song and dance.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's worth seeing, and it's entertaining. It's just... I don't know. I just have... I'm holding I, back I'm my... I'm sorry. <laughs> my
0: mean, shady looks at <laughs> Zelennie.
1: I, I just have problems with, like, what the conflicts were, kind of. like Interesting. They didn't seem very convincing i don't know
0: interesting maybe i can change your mind by the end of this episode maybe (laughs) because i i i really think a lot in this movie works um
1: like i i love the production value or like the production design i mean the lighting the cinematography which it won the oscar for that oh it did Mm -hmm. oh cool yeah like i like all of that and that's the part that I, i like better than like the actual story being told
0: sure yeah I get that well the technical elements were all there for me Mm -hmm. personally we'll get into the acting a little more later I uh I feel like for the most part the acting was pretty good so I I didn't have it was fine yeah I didn't have much problems there and it kept me interested it kept me interested personally um, pretty much all throughout it I um but I have a little bit of bias just because I I love musicals. And I also really loved the actress Emma Stone. I I just like, I definitely really liked her as an actress. I've been following her work, I guess since, Oh my gosh, since super bad. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) she was, she wasn't super bad. She was really young in that movie. But, um, and then what really finally brought me over to appreciating Emma Stone as an actress was, Birdman. Birdman had come uh out
1: the year before. Yeah,
0: a year or two before that. And when I saw Birdman, I went, oh, wow, Emma Stone. She, she, like, (laughs) she made me feel some stuff that I haven't like seen that type of freshness on the screen uh that vulnerability uh, that's i i mean i don't know that's it works for me um and i'm sure that you've got your own opinions about it but her acting is
1: i think her acting is fine it's good it it's not that it's more her as like her, her persona outside of the acting that oh. doesn't that i don't love like i don't dislike but it's a, it's the same problem and i've talked to cameron about it but The same problem I have with Jennifer Lawrence of like the trying really hard to be very relatable to connect. And there's just parts of it that don't seem as genuine, even though I'm sure it probably is. It's just like it feels like a little trying too hard. And while I was watching and this was a weird coincidence, while I was watching the movie, I was trying to think, well, okay because, well, there's some times to think in this movie (laughs) sorry (laughs) um
0: there are some long shots
1: yeah i was trying to think well who do do i just not like any celebrity trying to be relatable or like being relatable in quotes and then i was like trying to think of someone anyone that i find relatable but not trying too hard in that moment i thought of like maybe chrissy teigen and then John Legend comes on the screen two seconds later and I'm like, What? That's uh, weird. she says wife. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I was like, where's the connection here? Okay.
1: Cause she she's known for being like having really funny, weird tweets, even though she's very like glamorous and a model as her like job. But like on Twitter she's always like, I don't know, just doing like playful digs at John Legend or flirting with other not not it, just being funny
0: so she's a good example of somebody who is relatable but not trying too hard
1: yeah yeah that's what i thought because and she'll tweet about like playing animal crossing you know stuff mm-hmm. weird stuff and they're not that much relatable to me because i don't have similar interests as her but like i i believe her
0: i see it you so know. i
1: don't think it's like a thing where i don't believe anyone that's trying to be relatable i right. think there's some people that go a little too much with it and emma stone but emma stone is nowhere near where jennifer lawrence is like jennifer lawrence is way too much for me Hmm. in that department emma stone just has a little bit of that quality and that's why i don't love her i don't hate her or anything but
0: i mean part of me thinks about maybe it's their age maybe you know because the 20s is a weird time you're in reality. I feel like you're still trying to figure yourself out throughout your twenties. And maybe that's just what these actors are going through and imagining the pressures of showbiz being coming an A-list star and the responsibilities that come with that. It's hard to manage, but I mean, it's a hard line to walk and they're doing it the best they can. But I also hear where you're coming from and I don't know. Um, all I can say it's, 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 it's tough. And you know, they got to say something, but they also want to keep a job at the end of the day. Right. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. I just, mm, well, she hasn't convinced me yet.
0: That's so interesting. Uh, and I understand. I, I know this,
1: everyone else loves her, so <laughs> she's not like well, missing out turn, You with know, not having me as a fan. <laughs> uh,
0: flipping to the other side of the coin, Ryan Gosling, uh, this was the first time that I could appreciate ryan gosling for his acting really yeah i i mean i didn't really ever see him in anything else prior to this i never even saw the notebook Sorry. i didn't see the notebook either yeah it's so
1: sad i'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs>
0: but ryan gosling i felt like delivered in this movie so but i'm sure that we're gonna talk more about that later
1: i feel like the exact same way about both of them okay like pretty indifferent
0: <laughs> fair enough
1: like yeah, Ryan Gosling. I've seen him in Crazy Stupid Love, which is I've seen both of them. They're both in that. They played love interests, same thing. Hmm. Um, this is their third time playing mm. in a movie together. And yeah, like ugh, that. Oh, ugh, Crazy Stupid Love. Maybe that's where I. It made me dislike them because they're both kind of annoying in it. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: is that a rom com?
1: Yeah. Is it Steve Carell? Which oh. Steve Carell is fine in it. I liked him in that.
0: I love Steve Carell personally. I think yeah, he's, great.
1: he's mine.
0: He's one of my faves. Well, yeah, Steve Carell. Just it's total tangent. I saw him first in Anchorman uh, as a supporting character, and then, and I was like 13 when that came out, and so it was kind of an important moment because i was young and impressionable and but he definitely stood out as like a strong supporting character i remember that we just loved a lot when uh, i was a teenager and then when i guess when i was about 15 or so it was like my freshman year in high school we snuck into the 40 year old virgin it was an r-rated movie uh uh but we snuck into (laughs) it and we snuck in halfway through and i was just (laughs) i was dying on the floor laughing so hard (laughs) it was like uh, you know because being a teen and you're like i feel like um, everyone
1: saw that except me but i saw it like recently oh you did yeah cool like in the, in the last few years for I the mean, first time it's
0: definitely i think it's like it's
1: definitely a good comedy and yeah and that's really rare right like really rare
0: it's like a it's a casual comedy that is uh it's just it's real humble and
1: yeah it's not ridiculously stupid you know yeah. having all these gags to be like hilarious like all these like comedy movies are that are just trying to you know right 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 be over the top about it I, mean, I think Wedding Crashers. I feel like that's like oh, yeah. one of the first. Yeah. But like, they just got worse and worse. <laughs>
0: it you know it's an amazing movie because it also is like the start of Seth Rogen's career in a lot of ways. Oh, okay. uh, I wouldn't say it's the start, but it definitely brought him into a higher profile because like what Anchorman was for Steve Carell as a supporting strong supporting character, 40 uh, year old Virgin was for. Seth Rogen as a strong supporting character and then he comes back with knocked up and it's like, okay, I'm proving myself. It's like a strong lead, which I feel like knocked up was sort of like a sequel response to a film like the 40 year old Mm -hmm. virgin.
1: But I hated that. See, that's a dumb one again. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Oh, I also don't like Katherine Heigl. Sorry. I so have I think, so many you know. issues with so many actors. <laughs> I can't watch anything. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: well, uh, do you have any others? Uh, we didn't play our game. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. I'm, I wanted to think about what the budget and box budget. office was.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Sure. What's the budget.
0: I would say the budget for this was probably, I don't know, it's probably around 35, 40 million. 30. 30?
1: Yeah, you got it. Nice. Wow. So yeah, million? it was originally like when he first wrote it going for $10 million, or when he was pitching it a bunch. Mm-hmm. But then once he got famous with Whiplash, they were like, no, you should increase the budget. Nice. And yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah. And
1: because musicals need a lot of money to not look cheap.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I Maybe you can help clarify me. But did he also write the music?
1: No. So the music was by Justin Hurwitz. They originally concepted it or started writing it in Harvard uh, mm-hmm. their senior year. Together they were writing it. But then, you know, the, he, they moved to L.A. and he I, Damien wrote it and whatever. But he, Justin Horwitz, the original guy, ended up doing the whole score. Mm-hmm. The lyrics were by someone else. I forget who, but okay. he, did, he did the music.
0: Okay. Well, that, that helped clarify mm-hmm. it a little bit for me. Um, okay. And then the box office, uh, you know, it's hard to predict a movie like this. I
1: only have worldwide.
0: Okay. That's fine. It's hard for me to predict a movie like this because it had such a long run. Right. Um, it came out in 2007 or 2016, but I saw it in 2017, like, you know, already in February. So it had like this rejuvenated run, I think, or like a re-release sort of deal. Maybe it's just like a slow roll out for the oscars maybe oh gosh do i want to be conservative <laughs> hmm, let's say it made 125 million
1: worldwide yeah you're lowballing them so hard i know <laughs> no, okay way more than that really 250 yeah. way more what yeah
0: wow i'm actually really impressed okay um way more
1: well more did it
0: make 400 million
1: yeah a little more
0: Four hundred forty-six. Oh, <laughs> damn!
1: I didn't realize. You know th- how much it actually made in revenue, which usually they don't show this, but it's not much. Like from all the like, I guess
0: marketing and yeah, everything. Yeah,
1: it, it only and and they'd said this is one of the highest grossing revenues. Or, I don't know if the year of whatever, but. It was like 68 million. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's like the end of the day, like net profit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is like good, but it's like 446 million. (laughs) Like where did it all go?
0: I took a class that explained (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I have it in my notes, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) no, no. I mean like at the end of the day, if a movie is really a hit, it's going to at most make like 10% back. Mm -hmm. of like all the total costs that uh or or, or of all the revenue it actually ended up making Um, a lot a lot a lot goes into marketing costs that are not accounted for but then also the exhibition theaters that do it they they have to make their cut and so they usually like take half off pretty much like right off the top Wow! so
1: that's
0: crazy it really is nuts and so that's why the you know That's why it was even more of a risk because the movie business is not very profitable. I mean, that's why we're so saturated, not only with big budget blockbuster action movies, but also with very unoriginal content uh, by and large. Like everything is just being repeated.
1: Right, because they just want the safe bet.
0: Yeah, they want like it's proven successful in the past. There's an audience for it. Let's bring them back into the movie theater so that's why it's like hard to find anything new it's why we're making a dumbo you know right, right. so la la different. land in that regard i guess this is pretty special how it was a f- you know fully original and it also was profitable i mean that is amazing that it made back money
1: yeah for sure no it's true it, it was successful It, it made back.
0: i mean it's just it made so much it, that shocked me
1: yeah it had 92 percent on rotten tomatoes It's pretty, I mean, it's very critically acclaimed, obviously, by all its awards. I think it's, it's tied with Titanic and All About Eve, which I don't, I don't know that movie, for most Oscar nominations. Oh. 14. I didn't know that. Yeah. I I don't, like, I feel like now looking back, Titanic has so many Oscar noms, but now people think of it as like a cheesy romance kind of thing.
0: Oh, they don't think about how critically, like...
1: Yeah, I feel like I don't think about that. I love it, but I'm like, you know, I love it. But it's like, I don't expect anyone, any critic to love it. Uh, You know what I mean?
0: It was, I mean, in my opinion, it was a little bit like the first Star Wars. I mean, it's not really fair to bring that up here because you haven't seen Star Wars. But... Uh, I mean, the very original Star Wars at today, we don't think about it being a big Oscar movie, but it was like the most nominated movie Uh. in whatever, like 78, I guess it would have been those Oscars. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And we definitely don't think about it like that. But just like Titanic, it was there. There was just wasn't a movie that had brought action like that to the screen before. And uh, and so, yeah, t- yeah, Titanic had a whole lot of nominations because it, it was a really technically uh, savvy yeah, movie for the time yeah, period. You're so.
1: right. It's just, you know, the majority
0: of the I Oscars like... is for technical achievement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 but like, uh, I don't know. It's just I'm surprised Titanic was there yeah. so much. Yeah. And it's still kind of a record holder. like,
0: I mean, it's, it won like 11 of those. Right.
1: I don't know. I don't have that. La La Land won six.
0: Right, 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 um, and we haven't really had we haven't had a movie a sweep movie like that since I think like Lord of the Rings the Lord Return of the Rings
1: of, yeah I At think the Oscars.
0: It was the return of the king. So, I mean,
1: that's <laughs> not getting Yeah. That. That's another that's thing. enough. Tangent. Okay.
0: Sorry. So are we about wrapped up for,
1: I think so. I mean, we can save the Oscar scandal for later.
0: Oh, there was an Oscar
1: scandal. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Unless you've been living under a rock for the last two or years. You're Cameron and you're oh, an alien. Oh <laughs> my gosh. You better drop it. <laughs> I will not have it on live podcasting. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock for the past two years, uh, mm-hmm. you would you should know that there was a major hoopla about.
1: <laughs> a hoopla. <laughs> I mean, do
0: we, do you want to talk about it now since it's not really related to the movie?
1: Yeah, I guess it's just we're already. Oh, I know. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. You're gonna have to crunch this down. Oh gosh. Okay. So in. 2017 uh, when Jimmy Kimmel was hosting the Oscars for the very first time no or not
1: again but you know
0: Hey, I mean I think that's cool they invited him back the second year.
1: Cameron loves Jimmy Kimmel. It was I actually don't like any It was hosts. because
0: of the Oscars that uh, I, mean, I was thinking about this actually the other day that I, I cuz I saw him on TV and I didn't flip the channel. I was like I want to keep watching. And it made me think I would normally I would have normally flipped the channel, but once this uh, Oscars happened, it totally won me over. He did I thought he did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. hosting. He did a he he has such a casual demeanor about himself in my opinion. And I really appreciated that flavor that he brought to the Oscars. But I remember watching these Oscars live. I was by myself. And...
1: Me too. Well, I, I'm not not I wasn't, it. no.
0: Yeah. Did you... So you watched them live, too? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at my house with... Where was I? Were you with your family? No, with my friends. Huh. My roommates. The yeah. year I graduated. Yeah, this was right yeah. before we met. Okay, yeah. So I, I lived in a house with my best friends uh roommates listeners of high book club sometimes um our only band (laughs) yep and we were already i was like on the couch where i was a lot and we were watching it and i remember i don't remember which roommates were there but they were whoever i was with was like in the kitchen i guess like like washing off their plate or something because we had been eating during the oscars Uh and then or i don't know someone was still here with me too but we just saw we where they were, we're like, Lola one, whatever. And we're like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. And, <laughs> and then
0: y'all were about to flip the channel. Yeah. It was like the
1: credits. Everyone was like, kind of ready to go back to their rooms, whatever. And it was just like, young oh kids. you say they don't, even,
0: they don't even wait for the speeches. They're just like, all right, we found out. What? Our-
1: we do wait for the speeches. It was just like, we were just like, oh my God. And we called everyone, not everyone, but whoever oh, was we there. Oh, when,
0: when, when everything was starting to go down.
1: Yeah, because we are like, wait, wait, what? Yeah,
0: yeah, I I started flipping out because, um, well, first off, I was very, uh, I didn't want La La Land at the end of the day to win. I wanted Moonlight to win, mm-hmm. and I definitely, I, 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 I felt like Moonlight was going to win based on the relevancy of it in this mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm. Uh, it, it like post-Trump election, Yeah, uh, it, it really felt like that was the moment for it, the air. And then, even though I loved La La Land, and when they called La La Land's name, I'm like, oh, great, they're, it's, it's, you know, they're going to get so much backlash for this. And it was, you know, because th- this was like the moment where...
1: Well, it was more, were, it was the year after Oscars. So it was white. the year. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the Academy was really trying hard they to were. rebrand themselves and change that image and perception of their organization. And uh, if I remember right, it was like the first year that they had hired a um, like the new chair of the Academy or president mm-hmm. was a black female. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a major move for them. So when they announced La La Land, I go, oh, great. Yep, here we go. Uh, and so they're on stage. Yeah, and then same. I remember I was just getting so nervous as soon as I saw like these other people in the background moving really fast back and forth. And mm-hmm. it was like, wait, it looks like something weird is going on. And then my heart just started beating so fast when <laughs> when like it, made, it became very clear and evident that something was wrong. Yeah. And the way they handled it was. I honestly like pretty good by and large, um, the person that was giving a speech when they finally like realized it and cut it off, he, he felt a little, he, I could tell he was a little bitter. It seemed like, because he was like in the middle of the speech and he was like, no, 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 there's no way that could be real. And then he's like, Oh, by the way, we lost, but, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: he did. Yeah. It was one of the producers, I think. That, Said that said. Oh, Him.
0: oh. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. But then the other guy that came onto the microphone, he was so genuine when he came up. He was like, "No, no, no. There's been a mistake. Moonlight, you are the winners." Yeah. He, that I don't know who that producer was, but he was so genuine and kind. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And he
0: was like, "I'd be really proud to hand this award over to my friends at Moonlight."
1: Oh, yeah. It's just it it sucks for literally everyone involved. Like <laughs> that's so awful you know like yeah. it sucks for Lalan, La it sucks for moonlight it sucks for jimmy kimmel it sucks for the Fade dunaway and warren all Beebe. of america
0: it's this live television yeah. oh my god
1: oh <laughs> where well, you god. have this
0: prestigious organization for the most prestigious award yeah. <laughs> at the end of the show that's already going like 45 minutes over time
1: yeah and it was a duplicate of emma stone's best actress yeah. envelope and Fade so, dunaway just assumed I mean, it's not her fault. She right. was given the envelope, you right. know, well, well, the way was, that, yeah. Yeah. It was given to Warren Beatty, and he hesitated and then she was trying to
0: get it out of him. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And trying to get things moving, I yeah. guess, like just get it done. Right.
0: Cause he and, had hesitation. He read it. Right. It looked like, and he was wondering what, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. This is the wrong envelope. But and
1: she just read La, La Land and was like, okay, we're good. It's La, La Land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I know. So awkward. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I guess they have two envelopes, one on each side of the stage, depending on Mm -hmm. which direction they come out of. And so somehow there was a mix up uh, with that, but, oh, oh, oh. cringe. yeah. So, you know, and then just to wrap it up, I I felt like I felt like really Jimmy Kimmel of all the hosts, he 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 handled it as cool as he possibly could. You know, he realized it was out of his control. But, uh, you know, he did his very best, I think, to keep it lighthearted. And um, I think that. Uh, cl- the producers must have appreciated that because they invited him back.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah he did fine, and I've liked his hosting at the Oscars. Mm. It's just, yeah, late night hosts—they yeah. all sort of blend together for me. <laughs> but he—he he was cool at this year's too.
0: Yeah. Well, wow! I was really excited to talk about that, and I'm glad we did. <laughs> and uh, now this will be your moment to stop your tape deck, and if you have not seen La La Land, I feel La like Land,
1: everyone's seen it except me I was the last person (laughs) on the planet yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're going to go over to the second half of the podcast and uh we're going to go into some deep spoilers and do not join us if you haven't seen this movie yet but go see it and we will uh look forward to hearing from you on the other side It's love Yes, that's all we really want From someone else A touch, a glance A rush, a dance No, I I can't remember the exact lyrics But welcome back So that's a little snippet from City of Stars (laughs) Is it? Yeah, did City of Stars win Best Original Song? Yeah
1: Nice. I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm sure it loved, deserved it. I really I like that song personally. I don't, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me, that song is like this really perfect uh, balance between melancholy and hope.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. It's it's got this feeling of. Uh, like repetitiveness kind of like spinning my wheels in the city, not getting anywhere, but also this like sense of like just enjoying the spontaneous moments that do happen in the city Mm -hmm. Um, and and how like those spontaneous moments can have a bit of good luck in them, which I think that that's what propels the plot of this movie. So I think that that song is fitting for uh, a main song.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's fine.
0: <laughs> well I do you want to start with the music?
1: No. No, okay. I don't. I I want to start with I'm, the cinematography? Yeah, that's better. Okay. <laughs> no, it was it that was the part that was made it worth watching. The cinematography? All. Yeah. The lighting. Good. And I guess choreography and all that. Like cinematography and production design.
0: Did you like the costumes?
1: Yeah, it won for that as well. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Well, I this, on this go round, so this is my second time watching it. Uh, on this round, I could really appreciate the cinematography for it. I couldn't um, originally just because I didn't have the same vocabulary uh, mm-hmm. for cinematography as I do now. But this on this round of watching it, I was just loving what I was watching in terms of the camera movement and the lighting and the long shots they they really hold on to certain moments uh I've been watching this it's like a vlog called uh or they consists of video essayists uh it's called every frame every picture of frame wait every frame of picture every frame of painting one of those <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a defunct uh vlog now but uh they have a really great a lot of great episodes and They were talking about this one particular uh, director, Akira Kurosawa. Uh, I'm probably butchering his name. He made uh, Rashomon and they talked about his style of movement always being in uh, a frame in one way or another, but also how he would hold on to a shot for it seemed like just the perfect amount of time for us to get a feeling out of it and they compare these shots where it's like they they edit it so that they cut the shot early and they compare and contrast short shots versus longer mm-hmm. shots and it's like how does it make you feel the difference and how it makes us as the audience feel and I was noticing how in this movie there are a lot of key moments where they hold on for just a little bit longer in this moment with this uh, particular character and I appreciated those uh those types of shots
1: yeah he definitely wanted a lot of long shots and like one takes mm-hmm. especially for also like the musical numbers and stuff because that's more
0: True to musicals,
1: yeah. True to like the old school mm-hmm. type of musicals, and it was shot on celluloid film.
0: Was it really? Yep. That's they wanted, impressive.
1: They wanted cinemascope, but apparently that's not.
0: They got panorama.
1: Panasonic. Pa- no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. They like they wanted it in mm-hmm. cinemascope, and it, it even says it at the beginning. Yeah. But I. I don't think that technology exists anymore. That's what Wikipedia said. Mm-hmm. But it's made to look like it.
0: I see. Yeah. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely... It has the very retro is in vibe. Yeah, for sure.
1: It. I mean, it, it's a little... Com- not confusing in a bad way. Just like it's interesting how it's like old. It feels really old, but then they have like an iPhone, you know?
0: Yeah, how you <laughs> know, it's blending these two worlds yeah. together. It for makes sure. it
1: feel... A lot less real too, though, because but it's um it's also like it plays on that a lot with a musical nature.
0: I'm just so surprised. I didn't know it was shot in film. Yeah, that's really apparently cool. so.
1: Was Inception, which I don't I don't know.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: That sounds weird to me. Like I don't <laughs> think film, of Inception the film is so
0: cool. Yeah. That's really awesome that so I know I mean I, I'm sure that I've been just looking at wide angle lenses lately and I'm sure it's very a lot more common in movies than I normally can notice but what I just noticed a lot of wide angle, uh, lenses being used in these tight spaces. Like there's a, a short uh, scene where she's in the bathroom at the early beginning. And I was just realizing like the sides of the frame are super distorted uh, because of how tight the space is that she's in. Uh, but, you know, it still looks real cinematic. And anyways, yeah, the that and the lighting the lighting was really great. The, I, what I was noticing about the lighting, obviously the colors mm-hmm. are really great and they blend these colors really well to, they like, it's almost like they take a, uh, some bright a couple of bright colors and they point them towards each other so that they blend and make these like pastel type colors in the middle Um, mostly
1: blue and red and mm -hmm.
0: pink and purples right Mm -hmm. like to make the purples uh and there were some greens yeah there in a certain there was one particular scene where i don't know if it was just one scene in the setting but they had this sort of like green light or maybe it was like a light behind a green curtain and it shot a bunch of green Uh, like diffused green light onto the other wall on the other side of the frame and I found that to be really beautiful and it goes back to what I've mentioned I think before on this podcast which is uh, what I've been learning in my film school is about how it's okay to have the light inside of the shot Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of moments where you could see that they had put the set lights in whatever the fixtures were of the buildings or rooms that they were in yeah That's true.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, the the colors are super pretty. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, there's like the big sunset, the poster scene. Yeah. That they actually filmed at sunset. Did they? Yeah. It took a lot, a few days because they only had like a 30 minute window.
0: Right. And it was like one shot. It looked like. Yeah,
1: it was. And Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling aren't primarily dancers. So it said they messed up. I mean, but the director had a lot of patience with them because that's not their thing. And it's one shot, right? But it's, or one take, but it's an still, important number. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, they did a really great job. All things mm-hmm. considered for that. Yeah. And it just goes to show I think, um, while yes, musicals way back in the day are, a lot of them are really cheesy, um, and such, uh, still the, per professionalism that they had to have to do all of those takes in one shot back in the day because if you look at those old musicals like every number is all in one shot and Mm -hmm. i mean there might be a second shot where they cut but it was like you know halfway through and yeah wild so great cinematography in this movie i think we Mm -hmm. both agree on yes now maybe we can get into the parts that we don't agree on
1: right Ah. well uh, so you know miles Teller and emma watson were originally set to play the two leads and i would have loved that who's miles more. teller the guy from whiplash
0: oh yeah you know it just is a bummer because emma watson i guess she wasn't
1: she turned it down to do beauty, beauty and, the beast, and the beast and ryan gosling she's turned, like i want
0: disney money
1: right ryan gosling Sorry. turned down beauty and the beast for La, La land really yeah wow Beauty be the beast oh. <laughs> which like well i guess they based the cgi on him so i'm I'm just thinking like he only comes in at the end so what's the big deal but <laughs> i think they, that he still acted yeah yeah, yeah all the cgi <laughs> yeah whatever they're yeah. in
0: body suits
1: <laughs> well he's no he was on a bodysuit.
0: you have to be in bodysuits to do the cgi
1: Oh, those kinds of bodysuits. Mm-hmm. I thought I meant like a beast costume. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How I think it should be, but Right.
1: <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. No, yeah. But anyway, so Was yeah, there he, any
0: CGI in La La Land?
1: No, apparently like Ryan Gosling had to take like practice piano every day to There was C G I in the background of the opening number. Like there's dancers in the far distance. That was to Jan.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. But... Did they have to block off that whole freeway, like, by the freeway yeah, for used a day?
1: Yeah, this ramp thing that was also used on speed.
0: Interesting. So, it's like the Hollywood ramp. I
1: guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you seen speed?
1: No. That, <laughs> I know it's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> what?
0: And Keanu Reeves. Oh, right. Keanu. I forgot. It's young Keanu, too.
1: Right, yeah.
0: The first speed is actually really, really good.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be, like... Action tense. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's pretty good. Uh, th- and that makes sense. I mean, that's a very there's a very key mm-hmm. scene and Speed where they use that ramp. Right. So apparently,
1: um, oh yeah, well it's the thing with the gap, mm-hmm. that was CGI. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it's same ramp, and apparently Griffith Park costs ten thousand dollars a day to rent out.
0: Ten thousand dollars a day.
1: Yeah, they had to pay.
0: What's Griffith Park?
1: the observatory Oh okay
0: yeah. so they, they wow they had to pay 10,000 a day to rent it damn I yeah, mean it's expensive Yeah well it's Hollywood
1: It's true
0: It's Hollywood Uh that's it did I mean did you find out like how many days it took for them to do those shoots
1: I f- I don't know no, I don't know total I know it took like 4 days to hmm. do the the but that was the twilight scene, so I don't know if that was up there.
0: Yeah, so I, I mean, just taking a moment to th- talk about that uh, number, that movement. It it's one of my favorites, uh, and I was rewatching yeah, this. Yeah, it's really pretty. When I, yeah when I was rewatching, I was just like kind of appreciating the prowessness of the transitions of these shots and how it was all edited together. Um, it's a beautiful sequence. I, uh, it's really mesmerizing to kind of like see them dancing in the universe, dancing on these galaxies.
1: Um, oh, that
0: or in the stars. Oh, I
1: thought you meant the twilight scene, the poster, what? like the. Uh,
0: oh, sorry. Like, no, no, no. You
1: know the overlook, like in the yeah, sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I yeah. But I,
1: yeah, that that's a different one. Apparently, the part where they land in the in the seat, you know, they land in yeah, the yeah, yeah, s- yeah.
0: They float gracefully down, yeah, and then they kiss well, and.
1: It was played backwards to get the position to
0: really to
1: sit down like it exactly. was reversed. Yeah, it was reversed. I mean,
0: that makes sense because yeah. it is a graceful as hell. Because right. <laughs> they're just
1: getting lifted. <laughs>
0: wow. OK, that makes a lot of sense because I was like, damn, that is smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's clever. Yeah, that's uh that's a Hollywood. Baby. <laughs> Yeah. It's the magic of the movies. <sighs> I want to be an editor one day.
1: I know. <laughs> Why do you edit this podcast?
0: Because uh, any <laughs> <it ain't> movie. <laughs> I keep, <laughs> I keep trying to get Zelany to support my career choice as an editor. I keep trying to tell like, her I can work from home. She's all like, "I'm
1: not not supporting it."
0: I thought you said something like, "Don't be an editor" yesterday.
1: Well, just because it's a lot of hours. Yeah. I didn't say don't be an editor. Oh. I said it's a lot of hours. It is a
0: lot of hours, but I get paid for them. So
1: I don't know. Anyway.
0: It's okay. They they have a guild, right? Hollywood's legit like that.
1: <laughs>
0: Sometimes a little too legit. Yeah. Uh. So um. What else do you have on well, your note? Well,
1: I just didn't like the the conflicts in it.
0: Well, okay. Like, um.
1: The first one, I didn't like how she she like attacked him for trying to make some money. But it's like, what's he gonna open a club with?
0: <laughs> I see. So yeah, and okay i'm glad that we i'm glad i rewatched this movie because <laughs> <laughs> i was able to kind of better understand the emotions going on in that scene and kind of where each character was coming from mm-hmm. and it's true it was just a miscommunication i think like a misunderstanding it's
1: just weird like why like i why? don't know she, she just why a- did she get mad at him she just attacked him for giving up on his dreams but like well no so uh, you know
0: uh and, and well i think that part of it is that she also doesn't want to, like, she's afraid to think of him, of what he's saying to her about how he's going to be doing this for the next couple of years. And I, I think guess. that she's afraid of a losing a lot. Cause you know, they had already been away for like two weeks and she was like, Oh, I miss you so much. Right. Um, so I think that she was a little afraid of losing more time with him, but then also how she had been supporting, yeah, his dream and, uh, she really wanted him to follow through with it and i think that
1: it's true but like he was also broke
0: yeah exactly like, so that's why he justified it yeah that's why uh sebastian justified what he was doing but then but, but the key here is the music the key is like the type of music and i think and she I makes guess. she talks about it in the talk where she goes you know it's it's one thing to uh, throw away your dream, but another thing but to like do it in exchange. For, like like if you love the music you're playing, then sure. But you don't even like what you're doing.
1: Well, but he's not throwing away his dream. He's just trying to save some money. Yeah, for but it. he's also
0: in some respect sabotaging his uh, ethics, if you will. Kind of, but because he th- doesn't he doesn't like the music that he's playing.
1: But it's better than like like he a waiter job or something, you know? Right.
0: I mean? Well, for sure, but or, or the you know the jingles that right. he was doing. He he's well. So and this gets at to what I think is one of the more themes of the movie, mm-hmm. which is trying to ask what is the state of jazz and right. what is the state of music, contemporary pop music in uh, America today.
1: Right, and, it's and, more of a statement. I just was annoyed that it's trying to be so real, but it's like I don't know. I was just like this isn't the reasons they should be fighting right like there's better more realistic reasons
0: but there needed to be some conflict
1: i know and i feel like that that was the thing they were just i felt like they were just fishing for you know they were just making conflict i don't know
0: i mean not i don't think so i think it's very realistic because it's as a musician you don't have all that many options and one of the main options is to become a Uh, you know, a musician for a popular band for a popular act, a a lead, and you get to go on tour and you make the records and that's how you make your living.
1: I don't think that's unrealistic. I just mean their fight.
0: You felt like the fight was unrealistic. Yeah.
1: Like it's not what they should be fighting about. It wasn't even about him being away. It was like dreams. And it was just this like talk that was very like fluffy and abstract. Right. That's not real. Realistic.
0: Well, so the, the, the movie is also like what's happening here is we have like what I would think is the main conflict is the characters are, they're trying to make their own lives work as individuals while also staying in love as a couple. And it's about like, how much are you willing to sacrifice of either the the relationship for your own self or your own self for the relationship? Like how much are you willing to sacrifice in order to make, both work and like does that make sense because they're both she, he's trying to kind
1: of it's fulfill just, his dream yeah
0: he he wants to get he wants to own a club and her main dream is to become an actress and so they both have these tangible goals that they're working for in the movie except he ends up getting distracted on his it's not really even a distraction because he needs the money he needs a job uh, but it is Also, not like directly. I think she's looking at it like that. There's not this direct connection to him making an income and that going to support his club later on.
1: But that's realistic, right? Right? Right?
0: Right. But then you know she's following through with her goal too, and she's trying to write a show and Mm -hmm. uh, see. You know, just trying to take the step, next steps that she can to be an actress. She quits her uh, barista job to. Mm
1: And then I was thinking, like, isn't he supporting her with this money?
0: <laughs> right. Like,
1: what? You're unemployed.
0: Yeah. Right. There's like a moment where they're like both kind of unemployed. Yeah. Uh, I was <laughs> just
1: like, in L.A., come on. <laughs> and modern L.A., which this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah it's hard to i don't know if like her parents are supporting her a little bit or something but
1: no, typical <laughs> <laughs> of people in that way um
0: but i just think it's cool that the in terms of like that when i watched it r- r- initially i've i remember it was at a time in my life where i could felt like i could relate to it really hard where i was trying to balance like or i was just trying to figure out How I'm how I make it for myself, how do I follow and establish my career? And I think that those are the two struggles happening and they're both trying to get it done. But um, at the end, by the end of this movie, we come to the realization, which is what I think the movie's message is, is that they they couldn't have uh, both.
1: That also seemed weird to me. Like, it didn't make sense. Why?
0: Why they couldn't have both? Yeah, because that's a rom com. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know exactly that's why I'm like.
0: It does, like they're trying to show that like not I mean they both won at the end right. of the day it's but just, then like they yeah. both lost because they couldn't the love couldn't win but yeah. they won as individuals
1: it's just you they're having their cake and eating it too you can't have a sad ending without a good reason
0: I think life is sad <laughs> that's, I a, know, that's, but a, that's a real n- enough reason for me
1: not for me there's no, not a good reason they needed a better conflict that got between them in the first place, I think.
0: I mean, I think it's just the reality that they have two different lines of work and I guess, it, it required them he to... Stayed, he stayed.
1: He didn't go on tour, so...
0: He didn't go on tour? How do, we don't know that, Oh, technically. I
1: hope he did. <laughs>
0: I think he... I I mean, I'm assuming he did because he was able to get his club yeah, going eventually. Yeah, that's the eventually.
1: thing also, that other problem... Which was such an easy fix, too. Five years later. Five.
0: (laughs) Why is that a problem?
1: Five, and she's famous, really rich, has a child, (laughs) is married. He has, like, a very expensive club. It's just like...
0: You need, like, ten years?
1: Yeah, and that was (laughs) such an easy fix. Just type in (laughs) ten instead of five.
0: But then they'd have to, like, put on makeup on them and... No.
1: Or it could have been eight years, you know? It's just like...
0: You thought five years wasn't enough time?
1: Not enough time. Yeah. You know, in some all.
0: respects, I can I can agree with you and see where you're coming from because she definitely goes from being the barista to yeah. becoming the... Which is something cool. You know, I, I don't know if I noticed it the previous times, but, you know, they definitely... They had set it up right in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where there's the shot of a famous woman coming into the cafe that... Mia has to serve mm-hmm. and everybody stares at her and they say the same thing We're like it's on the house and she's like no 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 it's okay mm-hmm. and then you know at the end of the movie we see now Mia is taking on that role in that person so uh, I thought that was a cool setup but you're right five years definitely not enough time um, to
1: save up that much money to open ha- up your own
0: club yeah. that's like super successful and, all bougie, yeah, yeah. and
1: her yeah, married with a child that's not a baby it's like a child <laughs> like what
0: yeah okay Uh, fair enough
1: and a mansion that looks like the scientology building headquarters yeah fair enough Fair enough. if that was her mansion and not like an apartment complex which makes more sense maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's weird it like looked like a mansion on the outside but it was looked like an apartment on the inside yeah so maybe
1: it was an apartment i don't know
0: (laughs) i ain't been to la i don't know what buildings are like there
1: They look like the Scientology building, which I've been to. Hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. So personally, I really liked how the conflicts in this movie worked. I definitely, I mean, I hear this all the time with the teachers over at the music school that I work at about how to balance their creativity while, uh, their creativity and their own aspirations while also having to do the the gigs, as they call them. Um, And it's, you know, they don't, they don't per se want to do it, but it's what is available as a job, as an income source of income for them. Right. So
1: Well that's why I think she was not rightfully upset.
0: Mhm. Yeah, she she just wasn't paying attention yeah you're probably right
1: it's like your only income bitch yeah
0: (laughs) yeah you're probably right well i mean yeah but the you know as a protagonist we see throughout the especially this part of the movie that you know she's flawed she's she doesn't always look at things rationally and you know she definitely is she defeats herself she thinks that she gets to a point where she's at a low point and doesn't want to act anymore she goes back to her parents um So, you know, she definitely doesn't think rationally and we have to depend on Sebastian to bring back some, you know, rational sense to um, seeing things through. Um, I liked that he does end up coming back to um, like he gets the call and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, you know, I'm going to go out of my way, drive super far into Nevada to go find you where I don't even exactly know where you live and uh, try to get this job for you. And then it turns out that that job leads to her successful career right uh, what did you think about the final sequence where it got to that like dreamy
1: it was a little like lost flash sideways <laughs> yeah <well>, it <I'm laughs> <left>, was right <laughs> yeah
0: What well, what did you think about that
1: i mean it was well like it was creatively depicted but it's like it's like does she regret everything
0: Why? Well, don't that's an interesting question and i think that that is a question that is left up to interpretation right, that sure. they want us to think about. Um, I I really appreciated it um, as an ending because I think that often we're watching movies and we're like, we want to know what if, right. blah 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 happened, and so they totally give you that what if scenario. Is like what if, um, mm-hmm. you know, because the way I interpreted that closing sequence, they they started out with. Uh, going back to where they first met mm-hmm. or at least where she first saw him in the piano room. Mm-hmm. And rather than in this version, rather than him uh, just walking on, he kisses her right away. Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to communicate. It's like, what if like, this is the, what if, if everything had uh, worked out perfectly fine and right. like love was that fluffy rom-com version, in my opinion, it's like, if you look at it, they go on, they show the scene where they're in the jazz club and Keith comes up, played by John legend, and then Mm -hmm. they like turn him away. And so it's assuming that he doesn't take that job. He wants to see everything through for Mia because he's in love with her. But then what, you know, in that outcome, what we get is, uh, Sebastian going to another person's jazz club. Sebastian doesn't get his club at the end in that reality. And so I think it, for me it did a good job of saying that is the what if scenario mm-hmm. and it's not ultimately satisfying because Sebastian doesn't get his uh, character's goal in the end. Yeah. Um, and they so had no
1: money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So I think I, I really loved the ending. It's the kind of ending that I like in a movie mm. where it's both, you know, you know they they both get what they want, but they also there's this uh, something that's lost in order to get what they want, and I think that that is really what life's all about. It's all about compromise to me. Yeah, um, I
1: just I don't think there's a good reason.
0: Yeah, the just like how they put it in the plot. Yeah, they needed
1: yeah. a better reason. Okay. For me.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It's that key dinner scene, right? That yeah is the definitely. problem. problem.
1: Just the dialogue. I was like, what?
0: Yeah.
1: Where's this coming from?
0: Just from a, I guess it's like from an editing point, uh, I wanted to mention in that scene. What's cool is that I really like is they, they, they have a record player and like what uh starts off that scene is a shot of putting the record player on. Was that
1: in the green light? Yeah. There's some, I think there was like,
0: yeah, there, yeah, it is that one.
1: Yeah. That was an interesting shot. I thought it was a road at first. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh.
0: Well, so yeah, so it's cool. They start out that scene with a shot of the record player arm going onto the record. And wait, maybe not even. I think it's just even a shot, this cool texture shot that's really close yeah, up of the record, that, the vinyl. That's spinning.
1: why I thought it was a rock. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, that shot. Right.
0: Yeah, and there's some green in it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Isn't that cool?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and, it's smart. Yeah. uh and, and, you know, like vinyl, we don't. Think of vinyl as contemporary, right. and so I think it you know further speaks to what the characters value in this movie. Um, but then thinking about. It, there's music, soft music playing in the background of their dinner mm-hmm. uh with the record player. But then once they start getting into the argument, there's a short shot of showing the um, needle mm-hmm. come to the end of the record and it's just on the, you know, spinning but not making a sound. Right. And I thought that that was such a cool element to add into the scene to mm-hmm. uh, like further this parallelism, right? To convey that there's this. Uh, tension and and conflict happening now and it's not all roses and music
1: only the tension (laughs) was was (laughs) justified (laughs) (laughs) with a good reason (laughs)
0: um well uh wow so do uh is there anything else that you wanted to talk about um, um regarding this la la land
1: not too much i mean there's probably stuff in here but we've already done a lot
0: yeah we sure have we have covered a lot in this movie we got the cinematography the sound the costumes music acting directing which we don't really like how do you how do you judge directing it's <laughs> hard it's yeah. really hard he was a young director so i think that there's something cool to say about That's that That's true. Mm-hmm. i mean
1: it's crazy he was doing concepting all these stories in while in college
0: yeah i know it makes me think what the hell am i doing I know, me, too. <laughs> uh, me too prodigies
1: yeah, very much so. He hmm. won Best Director the Oscar.
0: Makes me wonder what he's going to do next.
1: I know. Probably something musical.
0: <laughs> probably. Holding it down as the musical man.
1: Yeah. He he likes that. Like, oh, he's a drummer, which makes mm-hmm. sense. From Whiplash, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> he, and J.K. Uh, Simmons was in both.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he played... Well, he played like the same character. And, and I saw this on the Wikipedia. He played like the same character, but... One hated jazz and one loved jazz. Oh really? But both like Art. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Just like one loves jazz too much and one hates jazz too much.
0: <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah. I, I, I personally love the little dance that he does at the end yeah, in between them. That's yeah.
1: so cute. <laughs> I like him. I yeah, like him JK a lot. I wish a he was there more, but actor. it was a minor role, so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: I wonder what he was doing before Spider Man. <laughs>
1: oh my god <laughs> that's funny oh and emma stone was in spider the other spider-man
0: oh yeah sure was ryan Gosling in them no oh.
1: <laughs> he should not I guess. that i know of <laughs> if emma stone then why not
0: mm. <laughs> um yeah Damien. did you see the suit that he was wearing at the oscars
1: no, I don't remember. It was I mean a, I'm sure I saw it, it was
0: in a cool, real like classy bright blue uh suit, like just true um, blue.
1: You love blue blazer. Yeah, I love bright blue blazer. And yeah, and
0: he, he was owning his blue blazer. Oh that may actually honestly may be like where, where it I really started. got it. yeah. <laughs> got the vibe.
1: That's funny.
0: Oh. Well, uh I think that that is going to about wrap up this episode of La La Land. Mm-hmm. Before we let you I've go La though. La before we let you go though, we do want to give La La Land a grade. Oh Rotten Tomatoes gave it a grade, Metacritic gave it a yeah. grade, the New York Times and every other critic gave a grade, but Heike has gotta give it a grade.
1: Mostly hundreds.
0: <laughs> well, uh I know what my grade is. What? A plus. Wow. Yeah. A I minus had to go there. from me. I see.
1: Yep. Aggregate A. That's good pretty good. I'm pretty I'm I think I'm being nice. Hmm. even though it's a great movie just for me there's you know spots where i was as you've heard
0: not not uh, not as convinced yeah i mean what yeah what did you think about the messengers i like them yeah (laughs) yeah
1: i wouldn't listen to them
0: <laughs> I want. I just want to remember this before we wrap. But one of my favorite scenes that like had me laughing so much uh, in the theater was the photography scene when the oh, guy know, the <laughs> that holds it up. He's like, "Oh, I love it! Bite, bite your lip, bite your lip. Look down, <laughs> bring it, bring your sunglasses down. Yes, oh, you look great. Just play a little something. Play a little something. You're pianist. Play that's a little something."
1: Thing. That was so not worth <laughs> skipping anything. Just leave. I, know, right? I mean, I guess it's in his contract, but play sick, you know, whatever. Oh. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Every conflict was like,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, they had to. So, I mean, what, and and I didn't notice it actually until this watching of it, but they had to, there was this cool, uh, like, so earlier, uh, Mia had that conflict where she had something to do, uh, with her, Uh with her boyfriend or whatever it Mm -hmm. was to, uh, so they were going to go see this movie, uh, for research. They it was like their first date, if you will. And Mia ends up not showing up or like almost not showing up. She does show up, Mm. Um, but she's like running late and all that. And uh, then a similar, that, that same type of conflict is reflected uh, later on in the movie with Sebastian, being held up and not being able to go to this commitment that he gave to Emma where the stakes are, are a lot higher. Yeah,
1: it, it made no sense. Just leave, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, or like say, get my shots first and I'm going to go, you yeah, know, it's, it's not that hard. That's true. It's true. That's yes, where calm. it just loses me. Every time there's conflict, it just lost me.
0: Yeah. The dinner scene is actually really cool where, uh, uh Mia is with her boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. and they're like really shwanky people that are talking about their home theater systems that they just upgraded. (laughs) And it was cool because if you, it's supposed to just be casual background talk to what's actually going on. But if you listen to what they're talking about, it makes a lot of sense for uh, the themes of the movie talking about Mm -hmm. how a lot is just not appreciated these days and how jazz is just background music for conversations. Um, And so you know, what stands out, Mia decides to listen to it and uh, that is what compels her to leave. Mm -hmm. So it's a cool scene for me, and I liked how they they played that out. It is. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it had, musically, it was good. Great. Those are the strong parts. The music and incorporating it, and then the cinematography and choreography and all that. Nice. It's just a story.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. And that's one of the, like that's one of the most repeated notes that our teachers are always giving us in film school is that we're teaching you. They're always like, we're teaching you all these technical things, but just at the end of the day, especially when you're out working, don't ever forget that we're here because of a story. It's, it's like, real
1: true. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. It's the hardest part. No doubt.
0: Cause like filmmakers can just really get wrapped into the art and everything of it. But then it just ends up, exactly you lose, you lose the story in the process. And, uh, yeah, can't let that happen. That's the core of it all. And at the end of the day, we'd much rather have a beautiful, compelling story than... And you see it all know-how. the
1: time. You see it all the time. Yeah. Movies with low budgets oh, yeah. that are just good story. And then they get super successful. Mm-hmm. Because that's really the most important thing you need. Everything else is just like fluff and nice... Er, Ice cream.
0: (laughs) I want fluff and ice cream. Yep. (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of fluff and ice cream, I got some fluff and ice cream to get to, so I'm going to have to let you go. Mm -hmm. Heike's going to have to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. Do we have a shout out today? I'll shout out Whitney McFall. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I went to go see La La Land with Whitney in (laughs) 2017. And uh, also I ran into her yesterday um, at... Pueblo Viejo, where I go get my tacos uh, next to the music school. <laughs> it's right next to the North door. Really, this is like a shout out, like plug to Pueblo Vejo, which I, I wish would sponsor this podcast, honestly, <laughs> but, uh, that's another story, but yeah, shout out to Whitney McFall because she, you know, is who I went to go see this movie with, sorry, yesterday. And also she was my lead actress in a short film that I made my, my first, uh, film really. And so, uh, grateful for that. And uh, yeah, so you'll probably never listen to this, but <laughs> shout out to you. Cool. And uh, that wraps it up. We are going to see you next week for episode 3130. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's most likely going to be...
1: RuPaul's Drag Race season 10. That's right. Because gotta... the finale is this week. That's right. We're real excited.
0: We we can't hold it in. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot to cover, and so we hope you've been having a wonderful Pride Month. And we are excited to talk more uh, about about those things next week. So yeah. you'll have to keep it locked here to and High key Book Club a special
1: video companion episode.
0: Yes. So if you like if you like what you hear, please uh, subscribe, tell your friends, and you'll be hearing from us.